it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not launch another attack on U.S. troops overseas. No, these dirtbags funded by Iran did exactly that. And the Biden administration, I got to be honest with you, not getting the job done with its messaging right now. I mean, we really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just they're not respecting our country the way they used to. No, ma'am, they are not. We're going to discuss it in this hour on a very I mean, wow, you talk about a big Monday. Uh, Mark Wayne Mullen, damn good friend of the show, Oklahoma senator, making his in-studio debut. And we're also going to hear in studio uh, in the next hour from Nikki Haley. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. Uh, The RNC putting a lot of pressure on the former South Carolina governor to do exactly that. Uh, I, for one, am thrilled to be flying into the storm on this one. And I want to get all your calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons. If you've got a take on Haley before, during, or after the interview, these phone lines are open. 888-788-9910. The only thing we ever ask you to do on the show. The show only has one freaking rule. You have to know that by now. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. The only thing we ever say is you could be a Republican, could be a Democrat, just don't be a <laughs> Boom! There it is. Happy Monday. Uh, if you watched Fox News Saturday night with Jimmy Fallon, this butt is for you. Great time. Fantastic time. Uh, until we brought on that mail-order bride in the second-to-last block of the show. But other than that, we had a good time. Uh, Tonight, I will be getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, at 10 o'clock on the Fox News channel. Me and Gutfeld uh, getting the band back together for our first time as dueling pianos on this channel. He, of course, the king of late night. I'm more like the Rodney king of late night. I'm just, you know, over there doing my Saturday night thing. Uh, But I'm fired up for the show nonetheless. And then, of course, tomorrow... My new book goes on sale to the public. If you didn't order the Cancel Culture Dictionary, you can order it right now and you can still save money. Go to foxnewsbooks.com. If you want an autographed copy, jimmysignedbook.com. www.jimmysignedbook.com. This Wednesday, we're doing a virtual signing with Brian Brenberg. You can attend it. By going to jimmysignbook.com, you'll get an autographed book. You can ask me questions. You can hang out with me and Brenberg. Uh, a long story short, you'll feel a lot better about your own drinking after seeing what kind of shape me and Brenberg are in during a virtual book signing. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well, it's a great way to go through a virtual book signing. <laughs> we could have a great time. And before we get to the real work, which is radio, one more thing for all of our superstar radio listeners. Okay, if you want to be shown on our Saturday night TV show, we're doing this segment at the end of the show that is exploding. It's called Ask a Cabbie. Okay, where you can ask me any question you want and we will show you on the air. 
uh, if you want to send me a video, okay, take a video of yourself. Be like, Jimmy, you know, why are you such a Okay, the point is, ask me anything you want, okay? If you take a video of yourself and you email it to FN Saturday Night Fans, FN like Fox News, FN Saturday Night Fans at Fox.com, you will be shown on the show. Like, we will actually make room for you on the show, show your pretty face on the air, and you will be a part of the program. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Now, I told Fox, by the way, I'm like, this could backfire big time. I'm like, you don't know the maniacs who call into my show on a regular basis. <laughs> But this could be our our own inside joke. If you're a frequent caller of the show uh, and you're fun on the air, absolutely send in a video. So if we air it this week, we air it next week, we all can be sitting here on the radio like, oh, no, no, we know that guy was crazy. We know, all, you know, we know what's going on. It's our thing. That's the point, guys. We have a movement that's taking over the world right now, We're certainly taking over mass, me- mass media and cable news. Um, you know, now we've spilled into publishing and stand-up comedy specials and we're on the biggest billboards in Times Square. Like what you and I are doing is actually working. And all we're really doing is what we were always doing. We're just having more fun doing it. We care about the country. We take the issues seriously. We don't take ourselves seriously at all. It's a really good way. It's a really healthy way, okay, to make your way through the world. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Well, right now is not about lousy dads. It's about lousy presidents, okay? If you followed the story over the weekend, your heart breaks. And uh, your heart, absolutely, what's left of it, goes out to the families of three American troops, killed, dozens more injured that we know of. It's an overnight drone strike in northeast Jordan near the Syrian border. Uh, I mean, I, I this stuff, it crushes me to read this stuff. Okay, we're blaming it on Iranian-backed militias. Okay, and you understand Iranian-backed militias. Iranian-backed? Okay, if they're Iranian backed, that means they're spending our money to attack us. Okay, we had a president two presidents ago who gave 50 billion dollars in cash assets to Iran, the biggest state sponsor of terrorism in the world. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. That was Obama. Okay, Iran continued to subsidize these attacks on our troops after Biden got into office. Okay, we didn't have a lot of these attacks when Trump was in office. I don't know if you noticed. Okay, we weren't on the brink of World War III on the other side of the world, nor we were on the brink of what some people worry is becoming a civil war down in Texas where a governor is fighting with the federal government to protect our nation's border. Okay, guys, this isn't normal. This isn't okay. So you understand when Obama, okay, gave Iran all of that money, and they didn't adhere to any of the sanctions, and they continued to enrich uranium, and people continued to attack our troops, we demonstrated weakness by not shutting it down. Okay, people on the other side of the world that don't value human life the way we do aren't going to be swayed with diplomacy or, you know, making Pride Month an extra two weeks or giving all of our generals pronouns. The things we prioritize in the woke states of America are not taken seriously on the other side of the world. Everything woke turns to And they don't respect, okay, the messaging out of this White House. Okay, we have done this before, but I'll play you this again. Here is a montage of the Biden officials. When the conflict broke out in Israel on October the 7th, Iran-backed militias, okay, Hamas, 
gets all their money from Iran. Iran, which has more money than ever because Biden's domestic energy production here in America got cut in such a drastic manner that Iran went from $4 billion in oil reserves up to $71 billion in oil reserves. If the bad guys have more spending money, they give it to more bad people who want to harm us. That can't be good. That's what we're dealing with right now. Here is the messaging out of Biden, and you'll see the response it's gotten us. Clip six. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. What's the message to Iran? Don't. It was very important to send a very clear message to anyone who might seek to take advantage of the conflict in Gaza to threaten our personnel uh, here or anywhere else in the region. Don't do it. Okay, so that's them saying don't do it. Did Iran take any of that seriously? (laughs) They don't respect us. Here is Biden. This was 16 days ago. I've delivered the message to Iran. Here it is, clip five. I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. We will make sure that we respond to the Houthis as they continue this outrageous behavior, along with our allies. So he says, I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. You can't handle the truth. Okay, they've been doing everything. Okay, we've been attacked over 40 times. This is a direct attack on our service members, three of which are now dead. Okay, I'm not the guy who gets on the radio and is like, yeah, endless war. Okay, that's not what I'm here for. But the point is we've demonstrated weakness on the world stage repeatedly in a manner that's emboldening a lot of bad actors. This goes all the way back to Afghanistan. Okay, remember this. Afghanistan ended. Okay, a war we went to fight to make sure Afghanistan didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups ended with a terror group in charge of the country. The Taliban, the people we went there to get rid of, well, 20 years and a trillion dollars later, they were back in charge, except this time they had $85 billion worth of our weapons because we fled the country. This could be a problem. Okay, in the process, we took our troops out, in a lot of instances, ahead of our civilians. That's stupid! Use your common sense. And we ultimately, despite assurances that the Afghan army wasn't going to collapse, watched it collapse in 48 hours. And despite assurances that we wouldn't strand some of our allies and translators and people who helped us in the region, we were ultimately forced to leave Afghanistan with 10,000 of them stranded behind. That's just how white folks will do you. But the worst part of all of it, and this is where Afghanistan has proven to be such a fatal flaw, not just for the Biden administration's integrity with the American people, but in our standing around the world, is everybody watched the Afghan collapse. Every, everyone, okay? It was iconic in all of the worst ways. People flinging babies over barbed wire fences, adults clinging to the wheels of cargo jets attempting to take off, a full-blown humanitarian crisis. And as it ensued, Okay, they saw Joe Biden get on at the tail end of it and claim the mission was a success. Straight clown stuff. And why did he do that? Because he was more concerned with the optics 
than the outcome. Hey, we need this to be politically, you know, need this to be a win. We can't just get out there and say it sucks. We'll do better. I'm firing some generals. This is the biggest problem with being a leader in the 24-hour news cycle. Everybody's so scared to get hammered for the next 24 hours that they'd rather make a decision that will ultimately undermine their credibility for the remainder of this lifetime. Okay, we know the Afghan collapse was not a successful moment for the United States. It made us a laughing stock on the world stage. But bigger than that is the fact that it emboldened a lot of bad actors who then made their way into Ukraine in Vladimir Putin's case, encircled Taiwan, Xi Jinping's case, and invaded Israel in the case of Hamas. Okay, we're watching this play out on the world stage. We used to have peace through strength. Now we have chaos through teleprompter. Okay, and we have people in office that are more concerned about the politics than the people. That's how how they can justify getting on TV every day and just being like, no, Afghanistan was a success. No, Iran knows not to do it. Okay, you understand how many times they've been caught in a contradiction and proven wrong? We were told before Putin invaded Ukraine, yo, bro, don't worry about Putin invaded Ukraine. We got sanctions. These are badass sanctions. These are serious sanctions. Like the sanctions became that chlorine story kids tell about the pool. You know, better not pee in my pool. There'll be a ring around you. It's a neon ring. The chlorine has an arrow. It points to the guy. It says he peed in the pool. And then it follows you home and puts a sign on your front door. It says pool peer. And you better not pee in my pool. That's what we did with sanctions. Okay, except everybody peed in our pool. And nothing happened. Oh, no, you better not invade Ukraine because we got the sanctions. So he's not even going to think about it. Then he invaded Ukraine. The sanctions meant nothing. And when we said to Biden, hey, what's up with the sanctions? He said that was going to stop the whole thing. No, no, no. We're going to keep the sanctions down the road. That'll end the whole thing, he said, two and a half years ago. Okay, that's where we are with Iran. No, no, don't worry about it. They got the message. You're not going to. We said don't. That was the coordinated message. Don't. Okay, great. Well, they've attacked us 43 times and service members are dead. And we don't even have an acknowledgement of that because KJP got out there and said they were folks. She couldn't even identify them as soldiers because she's awful. Here it is. This is clip seven. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Okay, three brave folks. Okay, three, three, three or four, three brave, brave for three, brave three folks who are military, folks who are brave. That's what we have here a diversity hire out at the podium in over her head, which is so symbolic for this entire administration. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.
all of these attacks on American forces in the Middle East, be it Houthis, be it Hezbollah, be it anybody else, they're Iranian-backed. And this administration has pulled its, its, its punches. And it can't do that anymore. It has to make a hard strike. And here's the problem we've had with normalization. Because when you normalize activities and kind of, kind of accept what's going on, now changing that dynamic is really hard. You can't just go tit for tat. You have to go up what's called the escalation ladder and make a significant strike, be it on people, be it on facilities. You've got to get mad! That is Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, who is, of course, retired, speaking of Fox News Live, saying that we need to come back at them now, not with another drone flight, but something significant. Now, the concern is you don't want to be engaged in a broader conflict. You don't want World War III. The whole point of having the fiercest fighting force on the planet is to produce peace through strength. But we don't have it. They don't respect us. We have appeased so many bad actors, many of whom are acting against us using our own money and support. This is the long-term consequence of the dereliction of duty in our media and the failure to shine any type of intellectual curiosity towards democratic foreign policy. Don't ever forget, this started with Barack Obama, okay, giving Iran $50 billion in cash assets. And the media was like, way to go. Not a single person, not a single person in the media was like, hey, couldn't it backfire to give the people who chant death to America and vow to wipe Israel off the map, couldn't it backfire to give them $50 billion? Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And I say that because nobody answered the question. They cheered for Obama. They bumper bowled for Obama. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. I don't want you to hate him. That's not the kind of show we do. But the media was in the tank for Barack Obama, so much so that they didn't dare criticize him because they didn't want to lose potential access to that White House. He was a pop star turned president. Okay, he didn't have any acumen as a senator. Okay, but lo and behold, he made a lot of long term decisions that have hurt us at home and abroad, like the Affordable Care Act, which Republican slander is Obamacare, drove up health care premiums by 300 percent. Okay, does that make care more affordable? (laughs) Okay, no different than, oh, I don't know, taking what we've done in Iran and demonstrating to the world that the United States is in the business of subsidizing the very people who want to harm it. And they're doing so under the guise that this will somehow make the rest of us safer. Okay, this isn't safety. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's true. That is true. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Mark Wayne Mullen's coming by. Nikki Haley is coming by. Michael's already here. Michael! Jimmy! My man. Hey, man, another fantastic show. Each one, it looks like, just gets better and better. It looks like you're tweaking things here and there, making the flow better, and it shows. Well done. Michael, uh, my bigger question is, when are they going to get an Ask a Cabbie video from you? (laughs) Well, well, I'm going to have to work on that because I've got the perfect face for radio, Jimmy. I love that. It's even better. (laughs) Listen, you know how much you you see me on it? We put Jenny Fela on. We'll put anybody on. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Oh, 
Hey, and I'm so glad you had Larry Kudlow on live. I remember him from the Reagan years. Yep. He was so funny and clever mm-hmm. and as much as an economic advisor can be. Yep. But I think that's why he and Reagan got along so well. He's a funny guy. Well, you want to know something? You could also tell that he personally liked hanging out with Reagan more than Trump because I said, who would you go on vacation with, Reagan or Trump? <laughs> He's like, I can't answer that. But that's an answer no. because Reagan's dead. He could have said Trump. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, what I really loved was at the end of his segment, he just stands up like, left. I'm out. He was gone. To walk off. Dude, he was gone. Like during the music playing him out, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Everybody goes, oh, Larry's leaving. Okay. Hey, it's Larry, bye. just done. Just the man was finished. I loved it. But, uh, so great. Oh, also, the appearance by the beautiful Jenny Fela was spectacular. Oh, come you on. two make such a fantastic team. Yeah. But here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Who's responsible for the mail-order bride, Tyron, <laughs> on the screen <laughs> under her name? Was it you? Was Could, that you? Might have been me. Might have been my staff. The point is, it's an anything-goes <laughs> type of show. And uh, as we have firmly established, anything is going. Uh I'm glad you get it. But, yeah, throw on a nose and glasses and send me a video. We we all know your voice. We'll know it's you. You can wear any disguise you want. Uh, yeah, let's see. I'll come up with Mitt Romney's name. I forget who he was on his. Even better. Pierre Delecto. Yeah. Michael, you're the Pierre Delecto That's of the it. show. That... Good job. Well, you've already called me Hunter Biden. Yeah. Just... I may go with that. Well, don't be just don't be Carlos Danger. That was the naked Anthony Weiner alter ego. Okay. Oh, oh. All right. Stay stay safe, Carlos. Hey, I also saw uh, Huntsville, Alabama on the screen. I haven't heard anything about that. What's up with that? Those tickets aren't on sale yet, but I'm going to be down in Huntsville. That's a real thing. And um, I'll let you know when it's Uh, official. But I will say this right now, if that's anywhere near your hood. Uh, the date was, oh, yeah, April 13th. April 13th. Whoa. April 13th. It's going to happen. No, man. The tickets ain't I, on sale I, I'm yet. I'm waiting. All right. Well, if, you, if you're going to be there, I'll let security know. Love it. I'm kidding. <laughs> be well, Michael. I'm afraid of that. See you, I'll... babe. I'll see you during the week. Be good. The great Michael. He's down in Bremen, Georgia right now. I am going to Huntsville, Alabama. If you're listening down in that region, that show will be live and on sale soon. Uh, we're adding dates in Dallas. Uh, we're adding dates in Orlando. WDBO listeners, hey, girl. Uh, we're adding dates in Sarasota. If you want to come see me there as well. We've got a lot going on, man. I'm dying to get back out and meet you guys. The first two months of this year, I am spending in New York so we can worry about launching my show. And, of course, my book launch tomorrow. If you didn't get a copy, foxnewsbooks.com. Support your radio, buddy, because I think it would be really funny. If we somehow squeak onto the bestseller list with a community college degree. Again, these people, okay, that are on the bestseller list are like high-minded folk. They read books and stuff. They're educated. They went to Harvard. They went to Yale. I went to community college and majored in Super Mario Brothers. Okay, if I can wind up on the bestseller list, those high-minded academics are going to be furious. As for the business at hand, uh, Gavin Newsom, who is so not running for president this year, so not running for president, that he was back on the Sunday shows again making the case. Come on, don't bullshit me. No, he's not running. 
Would you stop it? There's no, he's not running. In fact, he's auditioning for, a again, a job at a circus because here's some straight clowning. Here is Gavin Newsom with a straight face trying to tell Jonathan Carl over at ABC that Biden has been as good of a president in the first three years of his administration as any we've ever had. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Give it a go and give Jonathan Carl credit for the pushback. Uh, this is clip 14. And you look at the issue, issue by issue, they pull overwhelmingly. American people support except what Biden has done. Except for the big thing, approval. <laughs> Biden's approval is historically low. Why everybody's, is that? Everybody, everybody, we're all, everybody's approval oh. across the spectrum. You find exceptions to that. Look, it's been hard globally the last six, seven years. But again, America stands tall with the tent pole of the world economy. No peers economically. Again, a master class of delivery. The economy is booming. Inflation is cooling. And of course, the economic strategies this president put together were all things Republicans dreamt of, but never delivered. He's delivered. I mean, come on. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. Okay. Joe Biden, for whatever you think of the guy, and I'm not a merchant of hate or venom on the radio. I want to be a force multiplier of positive energy. OK, but Joe Biden as a president has been an abject disaster. You can tell me that we're peerless economically around the world, but we were purely economically around the world when the guy took office. I think he's got a point. He didn't just take a last place team and get it into first place. He took a first place team and damaged it dramatically by spiking inflation to a 40 year high and then destroying, OK, the infrastructure of our inner cities by unleashing a migrant crisis that is entirely the product of his making at our southern border. Biden rescinded the policies that had cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent and in the process just broke another record this past month for the most migrant encounters at the border in the history of our country. You have no idea how to defend a nation. None. And I say that. Why? Because we've set a new record for the most migrant encounters at the border. 20 times since this guy got into office. Okay, it has resulted in a record level of poisoning deaths. When Gavin Newsom says, oh, he's doing all the things Republicans want. No, you're not even remotely close to that. When you're talking about the fact that we're now subsidizing in some capacity both sides of every conflict in the Middle East and we've blundered our way into the brink of World War III, Joe Biden is a disaster. Okay, schools are failing, crime is up. If you want to tell me we've spent a lot of money on the climate, Okay, that's something you think matters, but if you were to ask the rest of the American people, nobody would care. And the reason we know this is because the biggest climate bill in the history of our country was passed under a different name. They called it the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud! Gavin Newsom has nothing to point to. None at all. What he's doing is he's out there campaigning hard for Biden because he wants to look like an accidental nominee. Okay, Biden is polling at 33% right now. If people thought straight up, that the quality of life in this country was good under Joe Biden, he would be pointing, uh, polling anyway, about 20 points higher. He knows what he's talking about. Because you understand, this is the way political poll numbers work. When Trump was polling in the high 30s, it's because he was polling at 95% with Republicans and about 20% with Democrats, because we're living in such a partisan time that one party hates the other guy no matter what he's doing. I will grant you that. What's unique to Joe Biden is he lost the support with his party, too. 
Okay, Donald Trump, for whatever you thought of him, his approval amongst Republicans, okay, was always in the mid-90s for the entirety of his administration. This despite the fact that we had all of the media pretending he was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. The media spent three years of the Trump presidency saying he was controlled by Putin. The media spent three years of the Biden presidency saying that the guy was mentally competent and was fit for office. I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. OK, that's your guy, Joe Biden, the guy in charge right now. I keep forgetting I'm president. So when get when Newsom's out there making that case, clown stuff. But what he ultimately wants to do is give Biden a go. Biden runs all the way to June. If he's still polling at 33 percent and it looks like the Republican nominee is Trump or Haley and they're way ahead of Biden. OK, they are going to swap him out for Newsom and Newsom's going to do the old. Well, I didn't want to run. I wanted no part of running. As you've heard me say millions of times, I'm not running. But when the country calls on you to do your part, you got to get out there and you got to run for office. That's what he's going to do. OK, if in fact it comes to that. Now, they have put Biden out onto the campaign trail Uh, this past weekend. He was making appearances again. He showed up in, uh, I believe, yesterday we saw Biden in Columbia, South Carolina. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And uh, he accidentally referred to Donald Trump as the sitting president. Clip eight. Did you see what he recently said about that he wants to see the economy crash this year? Sitting president. They say in my face, bless me, Father, for, I mean, come on, man. We have a president that is clearly not all there. He refers to him as the sitting president two times. <laughs> the sitting president. You see his name? Here's a little more Biden. Uh, again, Biden may not defeat Trump in the end, may, may not defeat Nikki Haley in the end, but Biden is going to crush Every single sign language interpreter along the way. I agree with that. Here's another one, clip nine. 1,600 asylum officers and over 100 cutting-edge inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our southwest border. (laughs) So the guy's battling what's a little bit of a speech impediment. Um, And you know what? You give him credit for that. Okay, but when he's out there referring to people as sitting presidents when he's making up words, when he's forcing the sign language interpreter to shrug, it's not projecting the strength on the world stage that we need out of a United States president. Biden's not fit for office, can't be there, okay? I know people have issues with Trump's character, and Trump's character is going to be a much bigger issue in the general when people are voting across the board. I know a lot of people don't think much of E. Jean Carroll or the civil lawsuit that was just handed down, the penalty phase is which Trump has to pay $83 million in damages for raping a woman. Okay, he was not held criminally liable. But you understand, in the general election, when Trump uh, is out there campaigning, the Democrats can now say this was a man ordered by law, okay, found civilly liable in a sexual assault case. Okay, That's a real big problem for Trump in the general. And you could sit there and be like, oh, Jimmy, we don't care. We're voting for him anyway. I know you are. But the people you need to vote for him aren't. That's where this gets dicey. Okay, it's going to be a real, I say this, between now and Election Day, my word, how ugly this is going to get. Because the problem they have over on the left, there's really not a lot to hang their hat on. Like what you hear over the weekend. Oh, Taylor Swift could swing the election. If Taylor Swift starts campaigning with Biden, 
We'll get him out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe will probably call her a Taylor Ham and insult her and all her fans. <laughs> but the point is she could swing the election to Biden. Imagine. Okay, I don't doubt there are people that will follow what Taylor Swift does. She's one of the most successful stars the world has ever seen. And I don't hate her or Travis Kelsey. As an average-looking white person myself, I'm thrilled that other average-looking white people can find success. I think it's good. I have no issue with either of them, and I do mean that. Okay, I actually like the fact that they've gotten liberals to admit it's okay to like white people once in a while. That wasn't a thing the last four or five years in this country. If you were white, you were just automatically guilty of something because identity politics. The fact that all the liberals now champion Taylor Swift, fine, let them be. I don't care. I just want to watch football. I am mad at her. She's not telling you to point the camera at her every third time the guy makes a catch. So I'm not mad at them one way or the other. But if you understood that the Democrats got back the White House and we were told the adults were back in the room, that was the montage. I've played it for you. It's 30 seconds long. Biden gave his inaugural address and they said the adults are back in the room. Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It, it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> we have an adult in the White House. He's polling at 33%, and we're now throwing a Hail Mary on Taylor Swift in the hopes that she can get us over the top on Election Day. Listen to me. This is not me disrespecting or denigrating the achievements of Taylor Swift. She busts her ass. She really does. And as a person who writes jokes for a living and who wrote enough jokes and worked hard enough to go from a cab driver to a nationally syndicated talk show host, and I have my own national talk show on the biggest channel in the world on Saturday nights, I am aware of how much work you have to do, of how much personal discipline you have to possess to keep working. You don't get here if you ever stop. You know, when you ever hear the old, well, if I had the amount of money that Warren Buffett has, I'd never, I wouldn't be working at his age. That's why you don't have the money Warren Buffett has. Correct the mundo. He can't turn it off. Okay, she, as a creative, can't turn it off. She's the biggest pop star in the world, and she keeps writing new music constantly. I respect that. The gravity of the creative process, okay, is something you don't mess with. If it, if it has that pull on you in life, it's all you ever want to do is be writing, performing, doing everything in between. I get it. That's kind of what I come from. But the idea that people went from this is the most competent and transparent and open and effective administration in the history of the world – to we're now hoping Taylor Swift can dedicate a song to us because it's our only chance of winning shows you just how historically terrible this administration has been. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A very inventive, troubled comedian. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, listener, at 888-788-9910. Vinny is on the line in Hartford, Connecticut. Vinny! How you doing, Jimmy? I'm great. 
Um, I, I saw your comment to Mikey. Can I just ask you when you said Biden's lying about what Trump has and hasn't said? Um, is this in regards to the clip over the weekend where they tried to run with the suckers and losers thing again? That's exactly what it is. I heard it on the, on a CBS news break. Yeah, I, on, I have yeah. the clip. Stand by. Justin, just play clip 12 okay. real quick. Donald Trump, when he was commander in chief, refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us just like that? Goodness gracious. Now, that has been debunked by all 23 people that were in the room with Trump. Including John Bolton, who they didn't (laughs) like each other. I mean, Uh that was debunked days after. And that was on a CBS news break. I on yep. insomnia radio couldn't yep. sleep, so I you know on, yep. on the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. So they're up to it again. Yep. Can you believe they're going to do the same thing? Yeah, it's I mean, but think about how desperate you have to be that this is yep. what you're making the hallmark of your campaign strategy. We'll lie and we'll get Taylor Swift. <laughs> this is what we're down to. Uh, it's crazy. I appreciate you calling it out and catching it because we had the clip pulled. We were getting ready to play it. Mediocre minds think alike, Vinny. But long story short, Joe Biden lying his old droopy balls off once again. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is, girlfriend. And we are getting ready for a wild hour on this audio safe space for cool people where everybody is welcome. We only have one simple rule on this program. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That's really it. We don't really care if you agree don't really mind if you disagree. Okay, the point is, if you listen to this show, it's because you're in on the joke. You understand that you have hit the lottery by virtue of the fact that you were born in this country. Freedom! And for that reason, we kind of celebrate our differences, ideologically so. Uh, and we do not masquerade as activists. Uh, I'm an inactivist. Have you seen my physique on TV? Okay, I don't want to steer the country. I'm a talk show host. And it's not, to be clear, a conservative talk show. It's an American talk show where everybody is welcome. Okay, even if they happen to be running as president of the United States against Donald Trump. In this hour, Nikki Haley will be joining me in studio to have a State of the Union about the Republican race for the nomination. Get her out. Get her out of here. I can't get her out because she's not even in. Uh, But you're welcome. If you want to cut the line, if you have a question for Nikki, if you have a theory on the race, I'd love to hear it. 888-788-9910. In this hour, right to the phones to bat lead off in a second. Uh, But out of the gate, I just want to give you Nikki's take on what's happening. Okay. Now, last week, there was a memo that surfaced. And it was by the RNC. And the RNC had drafted a memo declaring Donald Trump their nominee. Okay. To his credit. Big Don responded on Truth Social, we should settle this the old-fashioned way at the ballot box in the name of party unity. We don't need to declare me the presumptive nominee after just two states. Now, he's saying that, obviously, because one, he wants to unite the, the party, but two, he doesn't think he has any chance of ultimately losing to Nikki in the long run. She sees it differently. Uh, she sees it as 
two states voting is not 50 states voting. It's not Super Tuesday. It's not South Carolina. Now, we live in a world of instant gratification where people have decided she should be out after, you know, two, two shots. That's just the way a lot of people see it. So she's got an uphill battle if she's running for president of Twitter. Uh, but if she's running for president of the United States, she does have a lot of lane left in theory because she has the donor money to keep going. And bigger than that is the donors, like Haley herself, have the belief that she's a better candidate in the general election. This guy will say anything. I'm not telling you that's true. I'm telling you that I have been very honest with you about this issue from word one. Trump is head and shoulders better than Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. Okay, but he carries so much baggage into the general election that a lot of conservative hosts are misleading you and trying to paint a Trump nomination as a slam dunk White House victory when I'm telling you now, a guy who was just ordered to pay $83 million for damages in a sexual assault civil case Okay, that doesn't make him more likely to win the next election. That makes him a hell of a whole lot less likely to win the general election because to do so, you'll need votes from women and independents. Doesn't mean I'm telling you to throw Trump off the ticket. It just means I'm the one person willing to have this conversation. Because at the end of the day, my loyalty is not to a particular party. It's to the country. If Trump's the nominee, of course I'm going to absolutely positively support him over the Democrats. And you can't give me the character argument. Oh, well, Joe Biden's of a higher caliber of person than the other people. Wrong. Joe Biden's been one of the worst race-baiting losers I've ever seen in public office. Office. A guy that told us voter ID was worse than Jim Crow laws when it came to denying black people the right to vote. I mean, this is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in, in Georgia and 40 other states. You know how racist that is towards black people? Seriously. Oh, they're not even capable of getting voter ID. This will keep more blacks away from the polls than burning down their houses did. Then terrorizing them with violent mobs. This is worse than that because they don't know how to get a voter ID. Never mind. There's not a person alive in polite society in the year 2024 that doesn't have a voter ID. Okay, but Joe Biden is not a this is, you know, not a recent lapse where the guy's gone downhill. He fought against integrated school busing in the 70s and eulogized a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? So you can't come at me with like Biden's a man of higher caliber. Biden was forced to resign from an election in 1988 because he ran for president and was caught lying about everything. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. <laughs> so I guess we have some issues. <laughs> and that was the end of Biden. He was forced to resign. But he's not a guy of character who's wed to any type of ideology. Do you know what Biden was saying a year before he came out as the face of gay marriage? I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act. We've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that. 
Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? <laughs> now listen, little boy. And he abandoned that principle a year later because it was politically expedient. But Joe Biden's not a man of any character. Joe Biden claims he ran for office because Trump didn't condemn neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Weird how they don't ever make that point in the media. Strange, is it not? But the point is, okay, Trump is better than Biden better for the border, better for our standing on the world stage, and head and shoulders above him when it comes to the Trump's tax cuts and the impact they had on low-income Americans. I know they like to decry them as a sellout to the rich, but the rich were the people hit the hardest by the Trump tax cuts because they lost their state and local tax deduction on their property taxes. Now, again, I'm not doing the Donald Trump radio hour. I'm about to book Nikki Haley on the show. She's coming on on the next break. Okay, but understand... When you look out at the state of the country right now, I would tell you that anyone left in the race would be 12 times the president that Joe Biden happened to be. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay. Ron DeSantis would have been way better. Okay. Nikki Haley would be way better. Trump would be way better. I believe Chris Christie would be way better. There's a slob. There's a real slob. But the point is, okay. I believe anyone who put American interest first on the world stage would be doing us all a great service. Knowing that to be the case, when it comes to the general, I just want to make sure we've made the most thorough decision possible because I don't want to live in four more years of this. I really don't. For a lot of people, it's personal. Okay, politics has become a team sport. You hate the other side so much You hate the fact that they beat you in the 2020, that getting revenge with a sweet Trump win, yeah, it would be great, okay? But you're being baited in a roundabout way into doing something that gives them an upper hand. Trump is easier to beat in the general than anybody else because it's very simple. Nobody else is being held civilly liable for sexually assaulting a woman. That's a problem. I think the criminal indictments against Trump are a scam. I say it every day on the radio, but they're still a problem Because whoever the Democrats run get to say, hey, I wasn't found guilty of sexual assault and I'm not under 91 other criminal indictments. Believe me, in the general election, it's a bigger problem than they're telling you it is. Okay, and that's why I'm very interested to hear what Nikki Haley has to say. Now, some of you might say she's still got out of the race. Two states voted. The other 48 don't get a chance because I'm mad. And that's fine. You're entitled to that because that's the whole point of America. Believe whatever the hell you want. I don't want to be in charge, but I also don't want to be the guy who's a prisoner of the moment and can't think beyond these first two states. Ellen is up in Utica, one of my favorite places in the world, WIBX territory. Ellen. Hey. Hey, girlfriend. How you doing? Better now. I like some Utica energy. You nah, know yeah. I well, like... I, I like I like what you have to say. So, Ooh, you know. Ellen. Unless somebody does. Um, I know. What, what do you uh, What do you think? Does Haley ask, should oh. I tell her to get out? Should I tell her to stick around? What should I tell oh, definitely Nikki? Definitely stick around. I'm in New York State. My primary doesn't count for crap. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm doing my best. You know, I've, I've turned a, a, an entire family of Republicans who are looking to the future. And I'm telling you, eight years of Nikki and, let's say, a great you know, Vice President for Nikki Pompeo or, you know, someone like that, we could have 16 years. Whoa. I don't see why we wouldn't be thinking that far in the future. Trump, 
even if he has a great vice president, if he gets in, which I don't think he will, because I don't think the moderates or the Democrats that are leaning Republican side will go for him, even if Nikki Haley was on the ticket. It's he's in a tough spot in the general. Nobody wants to talk about it. They're like, oh, I, I got a poll where he's beating Biden. But they're not. We're not living in the world we're going to be living in in the general, where every pop star in the entire of Hollywood is out there. So you're not wrong. Um, I I think you're spot on in your assessment. I think it'll be interesting. But what a lot of Republicans are going to say, and let me know what you think of this, is they want to say we get 12 years by nominating Trump because he'll win. And then we get the other eight years out of the Republican behind him. Are you basically saying you don't believe he could win the general or you're concerned that he might not be able to? I don't believe he can win the general. I've lived all over the world. Uh I've met a lot of different kinds of people of all walks of life. Uh I know a lot of Democrats Mm -hmm. and liberals. Mm -hmm. um, And I I mean, when I talk to them, you know, they don't like things about Biden and everything. But my argument is if he does drop out, like you said, and they put Newsom in, Mm -hmm. Who's going to win? I mean, how many people are like, oh, Newsom is so handsome. <laughs> I mean, that is the stupidest reason to vote for someone. But, you that know, again, why aren't, the, why aren't the liberal Dems, you know, behind Nikki Haley harder? Because she's a woman. Yeah. I remember being told you have to vote for ha- uh, Hillary Clinton because you're a woman. And I'm like, yep. uh, I don't agree with anything she says. Yep. So why would I vote for her? No. You, but, you, you know, listen, spot- people are superficial. And yeah. I think they're influenced by media. And I, I – I I think it's unfair. I think, you know, let the 48 states have a say. And then at the end of that, you know, if Haley has to pull out, she pulls out. Yep. I think that's her argument. Um, and I, I think she's been I'm open behind about her. That. I've, get, I've never given to a political candidate, and I've given three times to her. Whoa! I'll let her know. Oh, you! I didn't realize I, have, I was dealing with I have with a Nikki Haley sticker on my car, and Come I just got my magas. Well, don't blow your mind. Make you sure know? you buy my book. This is too much, Haley. Hey, my mom has already bought your oh, book. That's the uh, spirit. And uh, we saw you up in Utica. You're Maybe. awesome, oh. and you are at least keeping it real for some of us who. <laughs> Don't feel they have to jump on the Trump bandwagon. All right. Well, it's just everybody's welcome, including your mom. Ellen, you're the best. Have yeah. a great day, girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. Be well. Now, I don't know that James is going to agree with Ellen. He's down in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. James, what's up, my man? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Jimmy? I ain't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I miss you, James. I mean, I miss Carolina barbecue, but I got a TV show, so I'm not allowed to eat. Well, I watch you on Saturday, so we're all right. Oh, boy, that's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, where do you weigh in on this thing? I, I, it sounds like you disagree with Ellen. I, I will not, and we, we talk about this a lot on the golf course, I will not vote for Nikki Haley. No. Oh. So do you, what do you do? Do you go, if she's the nominee, do you go Democrat? Do you write somebody in? I'll sit at home and I'll eat some uh, ice cream. But you would actually, but I'm just, I'm interested because I've heard this from friends uh, in both people. I have people who say they wouldn't vote for Trump. And I'm like, so you'd want four more years of Biden or four more years of the Democrat? Uh, I'll be honest with you. uh, Either way's a downfall. So I would be like, well, I'm not the cause of it. Y'all did it and not me. (laughs) She's going to let it happen. So someone lights your house on fire. You actually are willing to go, hey, it's not my gas and matches. Not my fault. Well, I, I, was, I was willing, honestly, I was willing. If, if DeSantis got it, I was fine. Uh-huh. Um, Trump, I'm really good. If he, I'm yeah. really good with him. Okay? I get it. But Nikki Haley, when she, here's where she lost my me. Mm. Why, if you're a leader, why are you calling the ex-leader to ask for permission to go for president? Oh, 
So you wanted her to give Trump the finger. That's what you're saying. You, 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 yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need his permission. If no, you're a leader, you don't need no permission. You in do theory. it. In theory, uh, you would not be wrong. Uh, you would not be wrong. Uh, but you could make that same metric about Trump shutting down the economy. He asked Fauci to keep it open. Fauci said no. And the presidency ended with him putting a medal on Fauci's chest. I mean, looking back, uh, would you not say Fauci yeah. is, didn't throw us a perfect game? I would have, yeah, I would have put a strap on that sucker and throwed him in a cage. And <laughs> no! James, we love you, man. We love you for your honesty. Uh, we'll do it again, brother. Hey, great, up, great call. Keep you too, up. my man. I appreciate you. There goes James. Uh, we'll get to more of your calls. Nikki Haley around the corner as well, right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, man. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Going to wrap with Nikki Haley in the very next break. She was just on America Reports. She's heading up here now. Uh, We have taken your calls on to the subject and the 2024 election as a whole. If you want to weigh in further in this hour, 888-788-9910. To give you a preview of what she's thinking, uh, here she is calling out, uh, you know, the people. We're telling her to get out of the race. This is clip 10. Well, we've got 17 delegates. He's got 32. I'd say that's pretty good to start. What I do think I need to do is I need to show that I'm building momentum. I need to show that I'm stronger in South Carolina than New Hampshire. Does that have to be a win? I don't think that necessarily has to be a win, but it certainly has to be better than what I did in New Hampshire, and it certainly has to be close. And so that's what we're focusing on. If we win, great. If not, we've got to show that we're continuing to narrow that margin along the way. So I hear To give you. people in Super Tuesday states a reason to know that they can continue to see and, and have have us fight on. And, you know, has every right to do that. I mean, seriously, if you were watching the NFC championship game yesterday and the Lions were up 24-7, by that same logic, we should have denied the 49ers the right to play the third quarter in the fourth quarter. Well, come on. They got a big lead after two. We don't need three. We don't need four. Lo and behold, I think a lot of Lions fans wish that was the model we ran with uh, because they'd be going to the Super Bowl right now. Instead, uh, the game played out and there was a comeback. Does that mean I know of a comeback that's about to ensue? I couldn't tell you that. I don't have any evidence of that. But I would tell you that our democracy gives her or any other candidate every right to stay in this and fight on until the nomination is clinched. Okay, and that is reality. If you look at the scoreboard right now, she's down 32 delegates to 17. So I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated as someone who works in media to see where she's at. In terms of this race, because it's so omnipotent now, because everybody works in declaratives. Everybody deals in absolutes. Nobody gets clicks by going, yeah, but, okay, which is one of my biggest detriments to my career. It's doing well, but I've gotten here not by, you know, popping, you know, with extremist takes that get a lot of clicks. I'm trying to have a nuanced conversation with you. And I'm interested to see how she threads that needle on her end. Because in the reactive industry I work in, 
Usually the most extreme takes are the ones that are the most rewarded. So being like, get out! You don't have a right! How dare you! We've got to consolidate and run against Biden and blah, blah, blah. Folks, here's a newsflash. We don't even know if Biden's going to be the nominee. That's true. That is true. I mean, at one end of it, we're like, gee, you know, Biden's not going to be the nominee. And then the other, we're like, get out of the way so we can concentrate on Biden. Nikki will help us make up our minds next. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And if the band sounds fired up, it's because they are joining us now in studio. Getting the band back together, to borrow from that parlance. Former South Carolina governor running for the president of these United States of America, Nikki Haley, back in the house. Hey, girl. Jimmy, congratulations. You got a book. You got a show. The radio show's doing great. It's happening. It's happening for you, my it's, friend. I'm well, happy for you. Well, thank you for saying that. The problem is with all of this publicity, you know, as a former cab driver, I owe a lot of people money. So <laughs> they're all going to be asking yeah, for their I money mean, these, now. these billboards, they look cool, but they're not helpful to me. OK, <laughs> I've been running for it the last three weeks, but I am excited and I'm excited that you stopped running for a second to come by and chit chat with us. Now, I want to begin on some good news. OK, yes. Ellen, Ellen in Utica, upstate New York, who has seen me live. She's seen me twice uh, do stand up. So I'm sure she's getting put into a home as we speak. But she did call in to say uh, she loves you. Her mom loves you. And you better stay in the race. Ellen, don't you worry. We are not going anywhere. And I heard her earlier. She's a rock star. I love that. And we're getting a lot of people who just haven't been involved in politics. Mm -hmm. They've had enough. They're tired of the chaos. They're tired of the drama. They just want to know what normal is again. Imagine that. Well, here's a point uh, I wanted to make, not to jump in on you. But the metric being waged by some on the right to get out of the race right now, by that same logic, yesterday in the NFC Championship game, Okay, if we stop the game in the second quarter when the Detroit Lions were up 17 points, the 49ers wouldn't be going to the Super Bowl. So in a roundabout way, I know you don't want to model anything you're doing after the conditions in San Francisco. That is true. But are you positing that you would be the San Francisco 49ers in this equation? Well, I mean, I think if you look in New Hampshire, we we moved 25 points in three weeks. Mm -hmm. We got 43 percent of the vote. You know, you look at the delegate count. Trump has 37, I have seven. He has 32, I have 17. Mm-hmm. This is far from over. You gotta mm-hmm. have to have 1,215. And for your caller, James, who mm-hmm. I appreciate oh, his James, call. Oh, James, you're in trouble. James, I never called Trump and asked for permission. Mm-hmm. I called him to let him know out of respect. He had given me the job, and I called him for two reasons. One, to let him know that I appreciated that he gave me the job, but that I was running. And two, because I was in it to win it. Yeah. And I told him that we had to have a new generational leader. I don't think we need to have two guys in their 80s <laughs> running for president. That's just the truth. Well, Nikki Haley is in studio. We're all excited about it. What do you think's a harder job right now, president of the United States or Joe Biden's sign language interpreter? Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> You know they hold their breath every time he speaks going, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You know they do. It's, like, it's so bad. And this is the point I've been trying to make, okay, is it's, it's not a conservative point to say that. It's an American point. Okay, we shouldn't have a president that when he opens up his mouth, we are holding hands on the sideline like a game-winning field goal is flying through the air, and we hope it goes through the uprights. But you know what? Let's talk about hard truths. What about the fact that a week ago Trump's going on this rant for, like, forever – saying, why didn't Nikki Haley have security at the Capitol? Why wasn't she doing anything about it on January 6th? 
I wasn't anywhere near D.C. on January 6th. I've never had charge of security at the Capitol. The fact that he got me confused with Nancy Pelosi, it's not being it's mm-hmm. not being personal about these guys. Yeah. It's not being, you know, trying to be mean to these guys. It's a fact, it's a fact mm-hmm. that when you get in your upper 70s mm-hmm. and lower 80s, you are diminished. Yes. Trump is not as fast as he used to be. He's not moving as quick as he used to be. He's not, you know, those things are going to happen. And, you know, I have no issues with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. What I do have issues with is America is not going in a good direction, and we've got to change that. Fair point. We're talking to Nikki Haley. She is in studio. Uh, we're getting the band back together. Do you think the RNC is giving you a fair shake by drafting that memo that they apparently might have drafted? Well, I mean, look, Trump was the one that pushed that. We know that. That was his guys that did it. They were pushing, trying to push me out, but they just clearly don't know me well enough to know that, look, I've never, I mean, you can't bully me into anything. You just can't. Mm -hmm. And the fact that only 48 states have, I mean, that two states have voted and 48 states and the territories have yet to vote. Uh I mean, come on. The American people deserve the chance to really decide who their options are going to be. You don't get, we don't do coronations in America. Uh-huh. We allow the people to decide. We always want to be able to do that. No, and I, I think that's right. As a sports fan, again, some of the greatest moments in sports history happened after one team jumped out to an early lead. And I only know that because I was betting on these events. <laughs> they stick with you differently when you wind up with a broken knee. You don't forget knee. it that yeah, way. You don't forget it. It's kind of hard when you're limping away from the sports bar at the end of the night. Uh, does Trump owe you a debate? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, he doesn't owe me a debate. He owes the American people a debate. You know, okay. he needs to answer for why he spent, put us $8 trillion in debt in four years. He needs to answer on why he wants to raise taxes on middle America. He literally wants to raise taxes from from baby strollers to appliances with a cross-the-board 10% tariff increase. Uh-huh. That means everything we purchase, that doesn't hurt other countries. Mm-hmm. That hurts our small businesses. That hurts us. He owes answer. He owes us an answer on why he complimented China's President Xi a dozen times after China gave us COVID. These are real questions. Mm-hmm. He needs to answer us on what's he going to do about the border. We know what he doesn't want to do, but what are you going to do to make sure no one crosses that border? Tell us that. Well, this is the one thing I'd I'd mention then since you brought up the border. I think Americans, by and large, were thrilled if they could have a Trump border policy over a Biden border policy. Here's my question. Should the Republicans be making this border deal right now uh, before the election? Or is this a facade? And what I mean by that is, yes, we want a safer border, but does this deal give us one? Okay, so first of all, we shouldn't wait on an election to pass anything. Like, this is a national security threat. But if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, and we haven't seen all the details, but one of the things that I've seen is not in the bill is the Remain in Mexico policy. Mm -hmm. That allows people to not even step foot on U.S. soil. That's important. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that no one is even stepping foot on U.S. soil in the first place. I mean, look, I passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country when I was governor. Mm -hmm. President Obama sued me over it, and we won. Mm -hmm. We are acting like it's September 10th. We better remember what September 12th felt like. It only takes one Mm -hmm. to cause a 9-11 moment. So I think Republicans and Democrats need to get in a room, and they don't leave D.C. until they figure this out, and you pass it, and you pass it quickly. But it's got to be strong. It's got to protect Americans. Now, let me ask you this, to the point you made uh, about Remain in Mexico. Do we even need something passed to have Biden reimplement that policy? I mean, the first – I mean, he – the things that he has done – 
he needs to let Border Patrol do their job. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. If he just let them do their job right now, they they've told me mm-hmm. that they're just glorified babysitters. Wow. Let them do their job. Go back to remain in Mexico instead of catch and release, do catch and deport. Mm-hmm. And then what we did in South Carolina was e-verify, make sure every business has to prove that the people they hire are in this country legally and put 25,000 more Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. It's hugely important. But look, Biden started this. It's his fault. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Republicans and Democrats, it's their fault for not making sure they get in a room and figure this out. This is the thing. Mm -hmm. You look at what happened. And I saw the other day Donald Trump surrounded himself with the political elite. Uh Uh-huh. These elected officials who've literally done nothing for us, Jimmy, Uh they've wasted our money. Uh They haven't done anything to secure the border. They don't make sure our kids are reading and going back to the basics. And they are continuing to grow government. Why do we want that again? And what tells us that President Trump's going to do anything different? That's what I'm saying is it's time for a new generational conservative leader. And can we even talk about the fact he can't win a general election? Look at Iowa and look at New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. He didn't win independence. He didn't win suburban women. He's not winning moderates. Like at what point do you – I can win Republicans. I have a 76 percent approval rating in South Carolina. You have to win everybody. And then he's going to go and say, if you support Nikki Haley, you can't be in MAGA. (laughs) Like, come on. This is not a club. (laughs) Well, he does run a country club. Maybe that's the dues. I I don't know. But he can't think like that. Like, if you're president, Mm -hmm. you have to serve everybody. You don't get to say, oh, you're in my club and you're not. Think about what we're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it matters. Nikki Haley's in studio. We're having a grown-up talk about all things 2024. And I think where you're gaining the most traction is a lot of people agree with you from a policy standpoint and see you uh, as a easier sell in the general. It comes up on this show a lot. We're aware that in order to win this thing, you need women and you need swing voters and you need everything in between. And sadly, regardless of what people in conservative media think of Trump's baggage, it exists. That's the point I've been trying to make. If you vote for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. we will get a President Kamala Harris. Mark my words. Well, I was going to ask you that because it does scare a lot of people. It should. If Nikki Haley, if the family's going away, okay, it's a three-day weekend and you need a house sitter, who would you hire, Biden or Kamala? I mean, does that not send a chill up your spine? Honestly, think <laughs> like about that. Burn it down. No. Arson. I mean, it's like we can't. Like, they gave her the border. She couldn't do anything with that. But even you send her overseas, she doesn't even, like, national security, She it's lost on her. Yeah. And that's who we're going to make president if you elect Donald Trump. Look, I've always spoken in hard truths. Mm-hmm. This is not personal for me. Uh-huh. I don't want my kids to live like this. And I know he cannot win a general election. That's a fact. Yeah. We lost in 2018. We lost in 2020. We lost in 2022. And we think, oh, but this time it'll be different. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. That is the part that I think is so dangerous about media in this era is it makes everybody a prisoner of the moment. Yep. And it's hard to think beyond that collective psychology of now, which is Trump won two contests, ergo everybody get out of the way. And I am scary because when it comes to me, I'm like you. I think we wind up supporting the Republican nominee no matter who it is because we don't want another four years of Biden. But I don't think people are being honest about the potential for that actually happening. Here's another thing I wanted to throw at you, though. Okay. Let's say Trump gets the nomination, which I know you say is not going to happen. And, you know, you're Nikki Haley. No one no one puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts Nikki Haley in second place. That was the original line in Dirty Dancing. A lot of people don't know that it was. Yes, it was an ad lib that changed it. 
But it was actually originally nobody puts Nikki in second place. All right. But saying, okay, Trump is the nominee. Are you concerned that there's a world where after Republicans invested so much energy in saying Biden's too old, that Biden comes off the ticket and Trump is now running against like a 50-year-old Gavin Newsom who puts on, you know, hair gel with a soup ladle? A very real possibility. And whichever party elects a new generational leader, that party will win. Mark my words. You can't have two 80-year-olds running for president. You can't. 75% of Americans have said they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. Mm -hmm. The majority of Americans disprove of Biden and the majority of Americans disprove of Trump. Listen to what the country is saying to you. And if Republicans turn around and still vote this guy in, don't complain about what happens in a general election Mm -hmm. because that's what you're going to get. Okay. If there was a president, Nikki Haley, is there a world where you'd pardon Trump? Absolutely. I have said from the very beginning. And that, again, that's not about innocence or guilt anymore, Mm -hmm. because if you're talking about a pardon, he's already been found guilty. Mm -hmm. That's about moving the country forward. I don't think it's good for an 80-year-old former president to be sitting in jail. Mm -hmm. I think that further divides our country. I think for the good of the country, I absolutely would pardon him. Yeah, because I think we've gotten into a dangerous place in our politics right now. The division bothers me. You know, I can tell you this as a comic that, you know, people are reacting to politics in a way now where they, you know, ostracize family members and friends. And, you know, I think both sides have contributed to it on some level. But my concern is if I learned anything during the first Trump presidency is there's nothing beneath the left when it comes to upending the second one. But here's the question for you. In a roundabout way, every Republican gets treated like Trump. You know, they told you, Nick, you know, Mitt Romney was the worst guy who ever lived because he had binders full of women they wanted to hire. So on some level, you've got to know that you're going to get the Trump treatment and they're going to say you're the worst human being who ever lived. I think they've described you as using your brown skin to launder white supremacy at one point. And this was like in the early going. How do you actually fly through that storm and make us have a substantive conversation? Because we're not having one right now. No, we're not. And look, I think the reason none of this bothers me is politics is not personal for me. Mm -hmm. It's just not personal. I don't go and and I think, honestly, the fellas, like they have these egos and they're so (laughs) thin skinned. This is about the country. You can Mm -hmm. call me whatever name you want. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not leaving the focus of the fact that we've got to get the wasteful spending out Mm -hmm. and get our economy back on track. We've got to get our kids reading again and go back to the basics in education. We've got to secure our border. No more excuses. We need law and order back in this country, and we need a strong America that prevents wars, period. Mm -hmm. That's where we need to focus on. So, look, I mean, I saw the temper tantrum that he threw the night that we had the New Hampshire election. Mm -hmm. That is him. That's what he does when he feels vulnerable or insecure. I saw when he sat there and said, I'm not going to support and allow anybody in a MAGA if you support her. That's a problem there. We went and we printed T-shirts that said barred permanently. We've sold 15,000 T-shirts, Jimmy, over that because everybody was like, I want to be barred permanently. (laughs) You know, and then he goes and he pushes the RNC to name him the nominee. Think about those three acts. Mm -hmm. If he does that before he's president, Mm -hmm. are you really ready to see what he does when he is president? It's too much about control. It's too much about him. Mm -hmm. And this just isn't about him. No, it's fair. I almost couldn't hear you, though, over the sound of us getting trashed on Truth Social. There's probably a good post coming in. Uh, Wait till let's see what nickname he gives you. Do you guys? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) 
Does uh, <laughs> does Nikki Haley give any thought to who her VP would be, or is it too early? I think it's a little bit too early, but it's somebody that would be strong and trusted. Somebody that mm-hmm. is more of a partner where uh-huh. you know you've got a lot to cover, and we want to make sure we can both like okay. do everything we can to get it right. One thing we haven't heard out of the Trump camp uh, that could curry you a lot of favor potentially with this audience is any plans to have a comedian at the inauguration. I, I mean, I would not have an inauguration without a comedian. Stop it, Nikki Haley! Like, how do you not do that? Like, I would want this to be like regular things at the White House where you bring again. in a comedian. Yes. I, I think I think that's what America needs that's, more They than need anything. to relax. They need that, to have fun. This is a great point. So I say this all the time. We don't need another call to arms. We need a call to chill out. Yes. I think if somebody can just hit the reset button and give us back the 80s. Can we, can we just, just go back to normal again? I'm telling you. Where we, we talk about music and we talk about food and we talk about things that are funny and it's not just, you know, divisive politics all the time. We're I, better than that. We're bigger than that. I say this all the time. We need a, I know you're not advocating for a third party run, but I say we need a third party called the keg party. Okay, if you if you run with a solo cup in your hand, I think you might win this thing. That's all well, I'm saying. Listen. I might have bubbles in my hand. I'm more of a champagne girl, but we can do that. <laughs> we love it. Well, nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody puts Nikki in second place, but I'm glad somebody put you in my studio today. Thank you. It's always fun. Go to NikkiHaley.com and join us. Dang right. That's the spirit. Back after this. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi. Taxi. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We will get to your calls, R.E. Nikki Haley, in the next hour. What did you think? 888-788-9910. I genuinely love talking to her because she's really funny off the air. We kept it pretty substantive on the air. Had a few laughs along the way. But she's a real person. And I think the pitch she's trying to make, whether it succeeds or not, is there's a better way to do politics than the way we're doing them. And I think that's the challenge, is in this moment... A lot of people want to do them this way one more time. You know, you want that Trump rematch because of 2020. You know, there's a lot of Democrats that are just, you know, they're not voting for Biden. They're voting against Trump. That's the hook. Biden offers you no deliverable. He was a clown in 2020. I mean, Joe Biden is a guy Barack Obama thought so highly of that he talked him out of running for president in 2016 and said it's Hillary Clinton's turn instead. That's who Biden was. That's what Biden was always received as. So you understand that in this moment, okay, what Haley is trying to say is Trump has enough negatives that Biden and him are kind of a close match, whereas a younger generation of politician gives us an entirely new outlook on the whole thing. Wrong. And, well, wrong or right, you still may wind up with it anyway, because if Trump and Biden are the nominees, you're probably going to see Gavin Newsom before this is over, at which point all the old arguments backfire on Republicans. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, the Twitterverse has spoken about our Nikki Haley interview. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. We'll let the caller speak in this hour as well. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We had an earlier discussion, former South Carolina and U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, uh, about her desire to stay in the race There's a lot of people on my Twitter feed angry. Uh, We'll get into it. We're also going to talk about the border if you really want to get worked up. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is coming by. 
And uh, he responds to this reality that we just broke another record, another record for migrant encounters in this past month. Biden is such a disaster. Which is why it's all the more important to replace him as president uh, in the coming election. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could be a furry, dress up as a dog. You really could. We don't care, okay? You could be dating a member of Hamas. We'd still take your phone call, uh, 888-788-9910. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian. Just don't be a... Woo, here we go. Big hour coming your way. Uh, some quick tweets. We'll get to the phones because some of these really laughed, made me laugh. So... <laughs> Woo, this one's killing me. Uh, can I just read you one tweet and you'll make me happy? Uh, and then we can move on with our lives because one of them was good. It was like really unhinged. Oh, Rich, Jimmy, why I love radio, I can turn the channel. Nikki has no chance. The last dude. Jimmy Fela, question mark. Jimmy, fail the listeners for even having Nikki Haley on. What am I hearing, you globalist shill? What exactly is going on that you even think she has a smidge of a chance of winning? How much money did the Democrats pay you? Dude, I like you a lot. I just wish you wouldn't hold back so much. The truth is, uh, anybody's welcome on the show. I put you maniacs on. Hell, they put me on if you wanted to start there. But the bigger conversation we're going to have now until the Republicans have a nominee, okay, is, you know, in a democracy, nobody owes your anger the withdrawal of their campaign. You're mad. You like Trump. That's great. I'm going to vote for Trump over any Democrat. So I'm right there with you. But the idea that some people are so reflexively mad that other people besides Trump even exist is what's ultimately used against the Republican Party in the general election. You're depicted as a bunch of angry, lunatic, white supremacists. Is that the Republican Party? Of course not. But these knee-jerk Republicans, okay, who decide that somebody they like their whole life they now suddenly hate in an instant— make the party look bad. Like when they trash Kaylee McEnany, Kaylee McEnany, when Trump left the White House, was the most beloved member of his administration. Far and away. Trump first, Kaylee second. Everybody else had quit and written a tell-all book about him or been fired because they didn't go along with his post-election plans. Okay, Kaylee Haley, who fought, Kaylee McEnany, who fought the good fight, okay, ultimately one day read a poll on TV that wasn't favorable to Trump at which point Trump made a truth social post about her, and everybody was like, Get her out. Get her out of here. And it was so fascinating because I work with Kaylee. I know Kaylee. I've done public events with Kaylee. I interviewed her at CPAC once when Trump was in office. Okay, think about this, where we had to have secret service protection and men with machine guns surrounding us on the set because she was such a star and drew such a crowd of Trump supporters everywhere she went. Kaylee McEnany was walking around during the Trump years like she was Michael Jackson. It's totally false. No, it's not. I was like, you remember when Michael Jackson would go out in public, be surrounded by a, a security, you know, uh, battery of 30 or 40 people because there was just that much of a demand to get near the guy? That was Kaylee McEnany. And one day Trump was like, oh, Rhino Kaylee. 
And everybody was like, yeah, screw her. We never liked her anyway. Globalist rhino shill. What I'm saying is there's a lot of stupid anger on the conservative right. There's a lot of stupid anger on the conservative left. But if you want to win the next election, you're going to be the cool side. You're not going to be the angry side. Everybody's angry right now. I do a Saturday night TV show that doesn't have a hell of a whole lot of politics in it. Why? Because we need an hour a day where we're not all killing each other. Okay, you've got 24 hours worth of news. It's in your phone every second of the day where you can kill the other side and hate them with all the fiber in your being. But the reality is nothing in our country is getting better from doing it that way. That's why I'm trying to be the other thing. That's why I loved when Sean Hannity had Gavin Newsom on. Okay, a lot of people are like, how dare you put Gavin Newsom on? How could you do that? We want to have the idea battle at Fox. We want everybody's voice to be heard. Don't ever forget that if you're watching Fox News, our party is not the Republican Party. Our party is America. Freedom! And in America, everybody has a voice. The reason you guys hate Jessica Tarloff is we let her be a real liberal. She believes what she says, and we believe she has a right to say it. Okay, you'd like her a lot more if we just called her a liberal and then she came on and agreed with every Republican talking point. That's what they do at the other channels. A CNN Republican is like a chicken who works at Popeye's. You can call it a chicken, but it doesn't mean it's operating with its fellow chicken's best interest in mind. That is correct. Okay, no different than MSNBC. Okay, we're letting people express their views, whether you agree with them or not, because you're not five. Okay, the idea that people would be calling in or tweeting or texting, like, how dare you? I won't even listen to this. Jimmy, a globalist shill. It's like, like, come on, what are you, five? Like, you actually can't hear words. I have to give you a trigger warning. Do we need a safe space now? After all the time we spent mocking liberals, we have to be like, oh, he had a Nikki Haley. Like, stomp it. Who cares? Guess it's so silly. It's so stupid. And it doesn't mean she's going to win. I don't know if she's going to win. No idea she's going to win. All I know is two states have voted. She lost them both. Okay. Kevin's pretty certain she's not going to win. Here's Kevin. Kevin! Well, that was the, the biggest point that you made that I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I liked your analogy. My 49ers with Iowa State quarterback and George Kittle from Iowa came back and won, losing by, what, 17 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Would you have thought... They could have come back if they were losing by 63 at halftime because that's what the polls are against Nikki Haley, 81 to 18. Is that like and the general? So you have, you, the re, there's damage that can happen for her to stay in the race. She's what got 18%. We need those people to vote for Trump. But if she stays in, we risk alienating that 18%. In what way? Well, Trump's going to have to campaign against her. She's coming on your show and calling him names and saying he's throwing tantrums and demeaning him. Okay, it's divisive. And I'll give you a couple divisive. of Divisive. Yo, hold yeah. on. I let you say whatever you want. Would you say that Trump's rhetoric is not divisive? It, it's irrelevant. He's going to be What the do you mean? He's, he's up by six, by nine touchdowns. In it, general polls, look, listen. by 17, I think she'd have a chance. But, but what I'm saying to you is, okay, try and— Trump very well may be the nominee. What the case she's trying to make is the general election is a different battle than the primary, and it's a big problem for Trump. That's why she still has donor money, because donors want to win. I can prove that wrong if you give me a shot. Oh, God. Okay. There's been seven Republican nominees going back to Reagan. Four of them lost. They were all the candidates who appealed to the moderates and independents. Romney, McCain, Dole, and the second 
uh, chance for the the older Bush. They all lost. The ones that won. Does it not matter the who they were, were running against? You know, the older, yeah, you know, because some of that matters, too. Like McCain, when you say that, was coming off eight years of Republicans, a historically unpopular war and a historic president in Barack Obama. So there's a little bit of a flaw to that logic. Well, then you have Reagan and you've got uh, you've got Bush and you got I mean, you've got G.W. Bush and Mm. then you've got Trump and they were all beloved by the base. So out of the last seven uh, uh, nominees for the Republican Party, the ones that won were not the ones that had the crossover appeal. The ones that lost were the establishment picks imposed on the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, when we, di- when we divide, if, if Haley stays in... Okay, Would you say George him, W. Bush was, was, wasn't establishment, seeing as his father was... He was, was loved pre- by the evangelicals. Uh-huh. He was loved by the... But base. he wasn't establishment? I, I mean, his dad was president. He was. He okay. was, but the people thought there was a difference. But let's go back to 2012. Santorum actually won Iowa. Mm-hmm. He won 12 to 15 states. But what happened, though, is he's campaigning against Romney, mm-hmm. and he's trying to point out everything that's wrong with Romney throughout the way. Same thing with Kasich. Kasich stayed in all – he only won one state, but mm-hmm. he's going around from state to state doing the Democrats' bidding, pointing out all the flaws with Trump. So all I'm saying is – that if Nikki has a chance, you know, God bless her, go for it. We need her 18%. The last thing we want to do is offend them. But at some point, if Trump keeps up this juggernaut, those people could end up resenting him and not voting for him. And then who's back in the White House? Biden. Well, So that's my concern. Yeah, I, You know, God yeah. bless her, stay in as long as you want. But she's mm-hmm. losing by 63% in the polls. And, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even close. No, fair. It's a fair point. Okay. But you'd understand, you know, if you looked at it this way. Okay, they have a right to stay in, and there's a valid concern about Trump in the general. So she's not staying in to damage Trump in the general. She's staying in because Trump's already damaged in the general. Like, you and me can sit here and make fun of the 91 indictments because a lot of them are garbage. But when he goes to campaign in the general, it's all we're going to talk about. We're also going to talk about the fact that he was just held civilly liable to pay a woman for sexual assault. Do you think there's a world where that helps him get the female voters he's struggling with? And the guy who funded her campaign is a $250,000 donor. But nobody cares. I know, but our problem. Biden supporter. I know, but our problem, okay, just so you get it, is the things that matter to us are not the things that matter to the people we need. That's why she's sticking around. She's sticking around because there is a belief. Okay, that if Trump's problems get worse, okay, obviously we're going to need an alternative. But in the short term, there's just a belief she's a better candidate in the general. She's sticking around because she thinks she'd have an easier shot of winning the White House. You disagree, and and you're you're allowed. That's the beauty of America. So we'll have this conversation again another time. And I thank you because you made a lot of good points. Uh, Frank is in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yo, Frank. Jimmy, man, that was a terrible interview. Oh, Frank! You know, I, I, Shots I fired! I, when, I, when I first heard Nikki talk uh, five years ago, I thought she was great. But ever since then, it's come to this. She said nothing of substance this whole time. What do you mean? She tried to get her to answer a substance, what she would do. Well, she said she a lot, Trump though. was wanting to be pushed to be nominated. You had 10 minutes earlier on your show said that isn't the case. Let that slide <laughs> I'm not here to fight the guests, dude. I just want you to hear what their platform is. So her essential pitch is she loves Trump's policies, but she thinks it's a much harder election for him than her. She's not wrong there in terms of the general. 
uh, and that she doesn't think we need two 80-year-old leaders. She thinks the party that nominates the younger, transformative candidate is going to win. I mean, here's a newsflash. If Trump is the nominee and we make it to June, he's the nominee, they're going to nominate someone 40 years younger than him, and the Republicans are going to get their asses handed to them. Again, but my, my point about this whole thing is if, if, she, if she manages to be successful in Trump's indictment, mean something all it is is going to enable them to come after her with lawfare like you pointed out to her you know and i thought that was the best question you asked her is what are you going to do if you get accused of being a russian spy (laughs) what are you going to get accused if you get accused of of raping someone in a burger how are you going to handle that she sort of really just said i don't take it personally that wasn't good enough because that's going to happen well, listen, and you pointed that out. That's probably the most listen, accurate. I'm not worried about Trump in a general. Uh, but you of, beat Hillary in a general. But of all the things, well, it's the polls. That's the problem. It's the other people. You know, he's got a lot more baggage this time around. But the bigger issue is anything Trump is being charged with, just, you know, people kind of conveniently leave this out of the argument. I don't believe he should be charged for any of this. But the behavior is there, meaning it's valid. So they're not they didn't make this stuff up out of thin air. Okay, he had a exhibited a certain type of behavior that they've weaponized them against him, like the Stormy Daniels thing. He shouldn't be charged for paying off a porn star. Okay, and them trying to turn it into a federal charge. But the fact remains, he, you know, hooked up with a porn star, tried to put it to bed and might have violated the law in paying her off. So it's not like they're making stuff up out of thin air. Okay, it's stuff that's being made worse, like in the aftermath of the election. I don't think he's, he's not getting charged with insurrection. He didn't plan January 6th. I think it's absurd. But the fact that he gave a speech down the block called Stop the Steal, you know, contributes to the atmosphere where they can ultimately engineer a charge against him. So he does. I, I totally agree commit, he, he commits but, unforced errors. It doesn't mean he shouldn't win. It doesn't mean I'm not supporting him. Of course, I'm supporting him. But here's my thing. You're a comedian. You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't you love to get up after the a comic bomb? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, if we can, as Republicans, beat Joe Biden now, we don't have anything. No, I agree with that. I mean, really, we should be able to run anybody. We, in theory, we should. But understand that Trump is better than Biden, but he brings in so much more baggage than anyone realizes. Like, we should have been able to beat Biden last time, but they were able to mobilize not a pro-Biden vote, but an anti-Trump vote. That vote exists. It didn't go down. It kind of stayed the same. So it's going to be interesting. But I just love you calling in and sharing an honest feedback on the opinion on the, on the uh, interview. I appreciate that, man. And do it again, okay, Frank? Thanks, Jimmy. My man. There he goes. Greg is in Longview, Texas. What's up, Jimmy? My man. What's happening in East Texas? Man, it is pretty weather today in East Texas. Love it. Come on down and see us. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there soon enough. But uh, I have a minute, less than a minute before commercial, but I wanted to get to your thoughts really quick. What did you hear? Man, well, I'm listening to the debate over Trump and Nikki, you Mm -hmm. know, and I— Nikki's a good candidate. She brings a lot to the table. Trump's policies, great policies to run on. What he did was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But, man, I, I, you know, after the, the New Hampshire deal, he went out and made fun of her dress. <laughs> I mean, the guy's 80 years old. Uh, can we at least grow up long enough to run for president? You know? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, you're not wrong. Man. Uh, I'm going to catch hell for letting you say that, but you're not wrong. Uh, I'll defend us because i got to go to commercial break. I love talking to you, Greg. Call in again, okay? Be well. Back after this. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, getting ready to talk to my main man, Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. But right now, after a Nikki Haley interview, I open the phones to you. That's stupid. Use your common sense. (laughs) Daniel is in Cortez, Colorado. Let's see what Daniel says. Daniel. Hey, Jimmy, good to talk to your trucker, ex-taxi uh, driver in Vegas. Love Listen, it. Let me, just say this. let me just say this. Every state, I've been in 40 countries, everybody can see now because all the, the orange has been peeled. They, they can see Mayorkas is a clown. Mm. They can see that that, uh, that we call her Binder, I guess it's, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Jesse Waters calls her Binder. Yeah. It, it, it's really obvious. But who do you want against Xi? Who do you want against Putin? Okay, that's why nothing happened when Trump was in, besides all the drama. I'm saying worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no wars, okay? And, and let me just use a really quick analogy. Please give me 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, take your time. You love sports, but you got to go divisional, right? Then we got the NFC Championship, AFC yesterday. You can't sit there when there's eight teams and go, well, I think that those guys that, are, that had the bye, I think this team could be. So you can't look ahead and say, well, Nikki can do better in the gym. No, she's got to win. Okay. Of the course. Republican primary. That's it. Of course. It. And if not, she doesn't, she's and, and out. She has a right. She has a right. But the point is, she's getting ready to get shellacked again in South Carolina, where she's from, mm-hmm. worse than than everything but Iowa. So anyway, I love you. God bless you. Happy you got the show, brother. I That's wish good. it was every night. May God bless you. Oh, my man. Thanks for that. Well, I will tell Nikki. Uh, she does not have the Daniel vote. Daniel not having it. Uh, we're going to pivot to the border, though. Uh, So now, in addition to you guys getting worked up, I'm going to be worked up in this next segment. We're all in this together, as they say. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, a fan favorite on this show and every show, joins us next in studio on Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Would you look who made it into the building in New York? Uh, He is a superstar senator from the great state of Oklahoma. He's in town, and apparently none of the bars are open yet. So he's uh, (laughs) Senator Mark Wayne Mullen here in studio on Fox Across America. Good to see you, man. You don't have to roll sober. That's new for me. (laughs) You're a whole new man. Apparently they're fixing the tap at the Blarney Stone down the block. Who would have thought a politician being sober? That's a new one. Yeah, come on, man. I don't know how anyone can consume (laughs) politics and be sober in this day and age, but we're making it work, and it's good to see you, man. Good to see you. This nice setup you got here. Can I tell you, people? a comfy chair. The problem with this studio, okay, is two things. Okay, it helps because the guests think it's a far more credible show than it is. Okay, but it hurts because my friends think I'm doing a lot better than I am. Like, I'm going to get robbed because of this studio. Well, I I think it's pretty credible, but, Uh you know, I got to tell a joke, uh, not really a joke. Your your producer, Mike, called and said, hey, suit, no suit. I was like, you really never have to tell me that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good, but I'm supposed to have a dinner late tonight, and I called the guy, and I was like, hey, man, is there a dress code? Yeah. (laughs) Because I really don't have what I probably need for that. I love this. Okay. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen is here. He had no sleeves in his wedding photo. Uh, and kidding. a mullet. <laughs> did you have a mullet, though? Of course I did. You damn Man, right that was you in did. 96. Who didn't have one? It was against the law not to have yes, one. Yes, absolutely. I had one in a lot of my middle school. By high school, I quite didn't have a mullet, but this is the thing. I was a chunky kid, so with a mullet, I actually looked like the toughest woman in prison. 
Yeah, you know I can look? see that. Yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, look? Pull, especially because you can't grow a beard back yeah. then. Right? <laughs> look like I a welder that. named Dawn who you know, killed her whole family. Like every uh, or my my wedding pictures had a mullet, and every one of our kids' baby pictures. I was fighting at the time. Yeah, yeah. I have a black eye in. <laughs> and my, my wife was like, "This we can't even have family photos because if I wasn't training for a fight, I was getting, I was, you know, in a uh-huh. fight camp training other fighters for yes. a fight. So for literally, there was a period of about six years, I had a black eye almost every photo we had. <laughs> That's funny. It's good for the album. Yeah. Nowadays, they have like all kinds of filters, so they could probably straighten it out a little bit. No, I wouldn't let it do it. It's a yeah. badge of honor. It's yeah, more that. character, right? It. If you get punched in the face, you earn the black eye. <laughs> Well, you're going to like New York. i got to tell you. You're going to enjoy the trip. You know, sign language, I'm having to learn it here, but people keep speaking with this one finger. It happens a lot to me. Uh, good for you. Well, I will tell you this. If you walk around enough, uh, you know, I know you're trying to escape politics in some level by being here, but uh, you're kind of at the epicenter of the migrant crisis by walking any block in any direction from where we are here at Fox. Yeah. Because the, the Roosevelt Hotel is a block away. I walk past it. And that's where all the overflow yes. is right now. It's so wild. It is such a nice, historic hotel, you would think. Yep. And uh, there was people lined up outside. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it just looked like it was being abused. I yep. mean, the hotel itself was yeah. being abused. Uh, but it's sad to see yeah. because these individuals, um, we they, we did them a disservice by allowing them into the country mm-hmm. in the way that we let them come yeah. in. It, it just it, we're not doing them any favors. No, we set them up to be trafficked is what yeah. it did. Because what else are they going to do? Yeah, well, that's a great point. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Is they try to frame the people who are in favor of securing the border as lacking empathy, but the truth is, it's less empathetic to let them come. Right. Along with cartels and human traffickers and everything in between. Right. Well, you, 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 if they come over illegally mm-hmm. and then they're still not technically legal, able to work, um, then what are you going to have? You're going to have a tremendous amount of criminal activity that's going to follow. And that's what seeds the underground from the drug trafficking to the sex trafficking to the under-the-table pay. Yeah. I mean, and, and at some point, what do you expect that's yeah. going to happen? And that's what's the difference between us and a third-world country. Uh-huh. But if we allow 8.8 million individuals, which is double the size of the st- – or double the population of Oklahoma – you have an entire state population that isn't able to work, and they're here illegally. And yeah. yet you have a ton of them right down the road. Now, what do you think's happening in Governor Abbott's state in Texas? Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course yeah. the guy is, is pulling his hair out and saying, yeah. no, I don't care what the federal government says. I have a right to, to protect my borders. And guess what? 25 other states said yes because we don't want to be your state either. Yeah, and that's the part I think is so crazy, that a, a White House doesn't mind the look of fighting to leave the border open. Like, traditionally, that would almost be disqualifying, would it not? You would think. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to secure our borders first? It, for instance, last, uh, what is it, um, last last month, we caught nine additional terrorists crossing our border. That's 50 since October mm-hmm. crossing our border. Now, these aren't these aren't individuals of terrorist watch list. These are terrorists. Mm-hmm. Now, those are the ones that we caught, not yeah. the gotaways. It's a national security risk that we're having, not just the criminalization that takes place once the individuals get here and you got them sitting on the side of the street just a block from the studio here, but the actual true criminal activities of the individuals that they want to destroy America. They're not coming to America because they want to live mm-hmm. um, a, a dream and like so many of us that were born here get to choose how we'd want to live. Mm-hmm. These are individuals that want to bring down the towers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, that's who we're catching on our southern border now. Yeah. 
Well, that's the part that's scary is, you know, the 9-11 mantra was never forget, but 20 years out, you almost feel like a lot of people have 22, 23 years out. That's the part that I think is really scary. Um, we're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. We're talking about the border. It's a mess. And we do have a big overflow here in New York. And I feel bad for them from the standpoint of a lot of these people get off the bus in New York, look around and assume they've already been deported. <laughs> well, oh, we're going to America. I would be. Yeah. I, I uh, once again talking about the population base of it. Yeah. I, I when we got here last night, I've been in New York several yeah. times, but not with my family. My my family's with me today, I'll get out. and uh, they're shopping or doing something yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, anyways, we, my girls were like, "How many people live here?" I googled it. Eight point six million people live in Manhattan. And I was like, you cram that many people in a 13-mile mm-hmm. you know, yeah. square block, basically, if you want this, what you want to say. And that's, that's more than the entire state of Oklahoma by two. And I'm going, why do people want to live here? No, I mean, I know, you <laughs> no, don't, I know I there's a lot of opportunity, but yeah. – No, wow. it's different. If you come from a place with space – Yes. It makes no sense because growing up here, we believed the rest of the country wanted to be here. We didn't know because if you're from here, you think everybody's mad. Everybody who has 10 acres of land or five, eight, two, eight, you know, they're like, oh, they wish they wish they had seven roommates. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were paying five grand for a studio apartment. Going going across uh, our, our ranch where we live, it's mm-hmm. our driveways. A, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just the way we were raised. Yeah. My driveway is a mile. Is that going true? Across our property. Yes. That's it's one mile from my gate. To to my house is uh-huh. one mile. Now to get to that gate, uh-huh. it's four miles to the nearest two lane road. Wow! It, it's it's a you got a thirty minute drive to get to an interstate. That's crazy. And, and by the way, that's a thirty minute drive doing the speed limit plus, not <laughs> not stuck in traffic. I mean, imagine that because I told you this off the air. Like New York driving in New York, it's like a, it's a it's a thinly veiled dominatrix. Yeah. Like you're only doing it because you want to get beat up and called names. Right. Because it's not, you know, New York is a different animal. Okay. Like, by the way, what's up with the naked cowboy on Times Square? <laughs> well, it's 2024. It's now the naked cow person. Okay, Pat, whatever. <laughs> it, it, I, it's cold outside, it. all right? And I consider myself a pretty strong cowboy. Yeah, yeah. This guy doesn't represent cowboys at all, but he calls himself a naked cowboy. Yes, he it's does. It's a thing. Yeah, no, like, he's out there. Seriously. Yeah. And my girls were like, oh, dad, my eyes cannot understand see that <laughs> <laughs> where do you see there's a naked cow girl that comes out once in a while once... okay well i'm cool with that yeah well you well you my wife seen... won't be well you haven't but... seen her yet okay well, <laughs> if it's like the naked cowboy yeah, fair get the guy back she's not in the same shape as him is all i'm trying to say uh it's Never a different mind. animal that is funny but yeah i always this is what happens i think in new york um the reason people are so agitated is there is there, there's just too many of us. There's too many of us. You need right. space. And I think this is the biggest problem in our politics. The social media is crowded. Yes. You know, at any hour of the day, you're surrounded by a thousand people who want to fight you, you know. And I think it would help us if we could lower the temperature in our politics. But I don't think it's going to happen in the near future because we've got a pretty divisive election coming our way. I, I tell people to breathe. Politics yeah. is ugly, but it's like people want to be angry. And mm-hmm. I wake up every single morning. And I was like, why would I want to argue today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's not you. Nobody wakes up and says, "I can't wait until I get an argument," unless you're online. Yeah, yeah. And then it's oh, like, yeah. what gets your juices going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like their coffee. Mm-hmm. But politics can be cordial if you choose to. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, like, like uh, it, it, this Friday, I was speaking at a at a place, mm-hmm. and I'll leave it alone. And we had some protesters show up. Okay. And it's the ones that paint their hands red, oh, and gracious, and they yeah. followed me around last week a little bit. And I, I looked at one of the ladies that was just coming after me, and I said, ma'am, I said, no offense here, but actually, yes, I do. 
you can't argue with crazy, and I put you in that category. Now, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get mad at her. Yeah, yeah. It was just a point of just saying we're not going to agree on this. Yeah, and your yeah. your approach will never win you the argument. Yeah. So back off. When I fought, mm-hmm. if I could get that my opponent mad, uh-huh. I won. You did, right? Every time mm-hmm. I won because I got in their head. Uh-huh. And if I get in your head, then you're going to lose because I'm on my game, and now you're just fighting out of anger. Yeah. Politics, we got to start thinking about this too. Conservatives, we eat our own. Big I mean, time. we come after ourselves mm-hmm. when we're trying to do something good, uh-huh. but it's not great. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's, I agree. there's a difference. Yeah. It, it, yeah. A good bill cannot will never be great. It can't happen. Yeah. You're never going to have a great bill yeah. come across Congress. It doesn't work that way. But if it's not great, we are just. I mean, yeah. we're rhinos. We're sellouts. <laughs> we're everything, and we're going. Hold on a second. We're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. If we're going to get angry, at least point it to the direction that we need to, which is right now the White House. Yeah, they're the cause of this. No mm-hmm. matter what what's happening in our grocery stores, mm-hmm. what's happening at our southern border, the reason why Iran has attacked us 153 plus times is because of the weakness and the poor policies coming out of the White House. But yet Republicans are so mad, mm-hmm. it's like we're coming after ourselves. It's kind of like you have a Nikki Haley on here mm-hmm. in your audience. Oh <laughs> was, yeah. You know, not, I'm like, I'm dude, sure she's not all on your of them. side. Yeah. yeah, but not all of them. But they're mad at you for even letting her on your air. And you're oh. like, hey, um, <laughs> she's still a Republican the last time I checked. <laughs> they don't get That's the point I've been trying to make. Now, and they, they'll like, argue, though, and say, well, Republican by name only. Well, she's mm-hmm. not a Democrat. Yeah, how about that? Uh, listen, right now, I think that's the biggest challenge. It's like you just don't want to do another four years of this. The yes. biggest, I mean, man, it is crazy. Imagine... Working on the Biden campaign, one of the reasons they're, you know, talking as much smack about Trump and the voters and everything else is it's really hard to make the case for another four years. Like if you're a surrogate for Biden, it's like imagine you're trying to sell cruises to someone who just watched Titanic. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, oh, but the food was good. Wasn't the food good? You're like, I'm freezing in the water right now. I'm floating. But, hey, we got (laughs) we got we we, we got we promise you next time will be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what the Biden administration is. And they can't. They can never run on their policies. There's no way they can run on their policies. But they know that they can stir up the conservative base. They feed fire. And when mm-hmm. they feed fire, we have an intensity. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go out to perfection. You yeah. should go out to perfection. Yeah. I wake up every single morning I go out to perfection. Mm-hmm. Never achieve it, but I try. Okay. And that's the conservatives, we do the same thing. We want perfection, and we get angry when our party doesn't deliver. Yeah. But yet we're in a dysfunctional government. And guess what? It's always been dysfunctional. Our founding fathers set it up to be dysfunctional. If they didn't want it to be dysfunctional, they wouldn't have set up two chambers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone is itself. If they didn't want it to have to be dysfunctional, they wouldn't have had three checks and balances. They wouldn't make the House, the Senate, and the White House sign off on a bill. Yeah, They wanted it to be dysfunctional so they would have to be thoughtful in the process. Mm-hmm. You think about the policies that's killing this country right now. Mm-hmm. It's not legislation so much to say that got passed. Mm-hmm. It's the executive orders. Yeah, it's a good point about the border especially. Yes. Yeah. If there isn't any legislation that's actually needed because the borders were pretty secure underneath Trump. Well, that's what I was going to say. All the border was changed because of the executive order, not legislation. Yeah, well, that's the point. It's like you wouldn't need a bill to re-implement Remain in Mexico, would you? No. No, you absolutely. It would just simply be an executive order that would be put back in place. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we need to be looking at anything – we need to be looking at changing, and I mean this, the powers of the executive branch uh-huh. because it moves so fast, and that's what causes the most problems. It was yeah. never intended 
for Congress or for for our, the executive branch to make legislation. They were yeah. never called the legislative branch. They called the yeah. executive branch to exec to execute the 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 laws mm-hmm. that, was that Congress put in place. Yep. And and of course that can we can dive deep into that in the Chevron decision and why that's mm-hmm. happened the way that it is. But but that's where our that's where our aim needs to be right now. Imagine that. Imagine we fought the right battles, Mark Wayne right. Mullen. So when uh, how much longer are you in New York for? Uh, tomorrow I have to be back in D.C. at 5.30 for votes Ooh. so we can vote on judges. I'll get out of town, but that's yeah. still a win. Uh, nowhere in the world is there a guy to be better off if only you spent an extra day in this town. Yes, you well, know. I could maybe change some people's attitude. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can help out a little bit. But, man, the whole town needs a makeover. Uh, have fun. Good luck out there. I'm excited for your family. Yeah. None of those Rolexes are real in Times Square. You know that, right? What? <laughs> I just bought one for a hundred bucks. No, what? listen, a hundred bucks you overpaid. I get you one for five. What? Are you listen to me? As a former New York City cab driver, I could get you anything. Like if you wanted a circus elephant, right? I, I wouldn't have it within an hour, but I'd have a firm commitment from a buyer who could get it to you by the end of the day. Anything you want. Let the kids' imagination run wild. Just hit me back at the end of the night tonight. Well, they fly. They fly back tonight. All so, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> Good stuff, my man. man thanks for having Appreciate me. On. You Appreciate coming it. In. Back after this. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, which, by the way, good chat, a lot of substance, a lot of fun. He is a dude off the air who means it, meaning we're sitting here before before he came on the air, actually like talking about our families and the state of the country and what's going on at the border and what a mess he thinks New York is. Anybody you hear on this show, you hear on this show because I've met them off the air and I can tell in my personal experience of vetting people's character at two in the morning in a taxi that these are the good people. That's why I was excited to have Nikki Haley on the show. I know a lot of you guys get worked up. You're like, what do you mean? She can't be on. She's running. But of course she can. It's a talk show. I'm not an activist. I'm not here controlling the outcome of an election. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm a comedian. I entered a profession where we get paid in drink tickets and chicken fingers the first five years. I didn't ask to be in charge of the country. Okay? And I'm not going to be with any luck. Uh, because you guys need all the help you can get out there. And uh, the only thing I can do is help take the edge off. Like I said, the world's on fire. I'm just here roasting marshmallows on the TV and the radio. Tonight, I will be on your television with Greg Gutfeld, getting the band back together on Gutfeld, uh, our lovable comedy dwarf, 10 p.m. on the Fox News channel. Tomorrow is my book launch, so you're going to see me on every damn show on the network. If you like Failavision, tomorrow is your Super Bowl. I'll be on Fox and Friends at 6.40 in the morning. I'll be on Stuart Varney at 11. I'll be on The Five at 5 p.m. I'll be on The Ingram Angle at 7 p.m. I'll be on Waters World at 8 p.m. And then I'll probably be out in Times Square filming interviews for my Saturday night talk show, Fox News Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon. But here's the deal. Tonight is the last night of pre-orders for my book. If I was actually going to make the bestseller list, which is just funny, it doesn't affect me financially one way or the other. You write a book, they pay you. Uh, But it would be hilarious 
if somehow we wound up on the bestseller list. And I should have been pursuing this months ago, but it's just dawned on me because it was explained that the pre-orders determine a lot of this. So if you go out tonight and buy a copy of my book, well, number one, you'll save money. But number two, we'll have a hell of a good laugh seeing my name next to all of those academic folks. You know, the ones with the eight-year degrees from the schools that hate America and support Hamas. (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if the community college maniacs like me Okay, the guys that just want to defund the joke police got the last laugh on all these woke scolds that have been holding us all hostage with weaponized censorship. That's what the cancel culture dictionary is all about. It's not a call to arms. It's a call to chill out. So if you could help me spread that gospel, foxnewsbooks.com. If you want an autographed copy, jimmysignedbook.com. This show is over. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.